Luke chapter 16, verse 10. Luke chapter 16, verse 10. What do you got it? Okay. Okay. The Bible says in verse 10, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. What the Bible is saying here is it's the little things that we struggle with. It's not hard to be faithful in the big things. It's the little things. But it's the little things that make up life and it makes up the big things, the most important things. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, that's money, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. It's impossible. And the Pharisees also, who were covetous, heard all these things, and they derided him. Notice their response. The response was because they were covetous. Covetous is the sin of our heart. And their response it wasn't received. They attacked and that attack was based on the sin of their heart. Uh, let's pray. Father, I pray that you will help us all to see, Lord, your word to, uh, this evening. I pray you bless us and uh, be with us now as we look into the word of God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Uh, you see, our hearts, all of our hearts, the Bible says, are two things. Deceitful. And another one, desperately wicked, the Bible says in Jeremiah. Deceitful, who does it deceive? It deceives me. My heart deceives me. Your heart deceives you. It's deceitful. And the second one is desperately wicked. Uh, So you have this desperately wicked uh, entity, if you will, living in you, your heart, that is going to deceive you. How can we overpower that? You cannot. You need something more powerful than it. Your mind is certainly not more powerful than it. Uh, Your actions are not more powerful than it. From out of the heart proceed all those things. Your heart controls your thoughts. Your heart, out of the heart, flows all the issues of life, the Bible says. We need the Word of God. The Word of God, the Scriptures, and preaching is what enters into our heart. That's why we need to be in church. That's why we need to be surrounded with the Word of God and surrounded uh, with believers to help with that. Amen. Uh, You will never overpower that most wicked, uh, that most deceitful thing that resides in you. I'm not talking about the devil. I'm talking about your own heart, my own heart. We all need that help. Now, this is what our heart does. This is what I've discovered. Our heart, out of our heart, we're all sinners. Out of our own heart, uh, we uh, produce evil things. Now, it's deceptive. So from our own hearts, we will never say, you know what, I'm lying right now. No. Uh, What we do is from the heart, let's say the heart produces a lie. But 
from the heart, it doesn't go out of a lie. It rewraps it into another name. And you will say, when it hits the mind, you know what? I'm not really lying here. I'm just going to twist the words a little bit. Yes, that's right. To why every man is right in their own eyes. So from the heart stems a lie or a sin. And by the time it hits your brain, it's already rewrapped into a beautiful present because you will never see that you are a sinner. You will never see how wicked you really are. And you're never going to see your faults. That's why we have trouble with it. But you need to know that from the heart is two things. It's deceitful. Who's it deceiving? You. It doesn't deceive me. We could see our, all of our, uh, each other's faults. Yeah. We obviously see them, but I cannot see mine. Why? Because my heart deceives me. And it deceives me from seeing the wickedness that it's producing. All right? That's why we need the scriptures. The scriptures are a mirror to our own heart. Reveal unto me, Lord, my own heart, the ways of my heart. And help me. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. You cannot serve two masters. What their, their response was, was interpreted, the Bible says, because they were covetous, because they were covetous, the sin of the heart, uh, the Bible says, they derided him. Did they have the reasons? Of course, every man is right. Every man justifies his own way. But from their actions came uh, the derision. But from their actions, it was a result of their covetous heart. If you said they were covetous men, uh, they would say, no, we're not. We're humble men. We're godly men. We're, we're the Pharisees, right? If, 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 you, if you point at me and say, you're... You're this. I say, well, no, I'm not. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I pray. I read my Bible. I pastor a church. But from my own sins, in my own eyes, it's repackaged. My lusts are repackaged. And we're very good. Our minds are very good to formulate uh, from what is evil to make it to which is good. And we, every man justifies his own way, the Bible says. This I've discovered in my own heart. This I've discovered in my own life. How that I repackage my own sins and call them right. And if you can see that in your own life, you will see that your heart does the same thing. We will never say it's stealing. It's not stealing. I'm just going to take this. It's right. I'm allowed to take uh, extra uh, saltine crackers from Wawa. There's only supposed to take one of them. I'm grabbing 30 of those things, put them in the baskets. Sorry, Brother Greg. <laughs> cleaning out, cleaning out those uh, free sections. Yes. Taking extra stuff here and there. Amen. It's not stealing. Yeah. Of course it is. Our heart repackages things, right? And uh, to convince ourselves, why? Because any action I do is justified before men, but never before God. God is the one who, if you read Jeremiah, he's the one who tries the heart. He's the one 
who can show us. Why do we need God showing us our problems? Because those problems that we have bring dire consequences. That sin that we allow to reign in our hearts brings uh, that uh, destructiveness. It, it is a cancer. It decays. It ruins who we need to be for the Lord. It takes away the fruit of our life. It renders us fruitless. If you allow sin to reign in your body, the Bible says, uh, you will not be serving God. You'll be a servant of the world, servant of mammon. And you cannot serve God and mammon. Uh, will we be servants of this world and the servants of the prince and power of this air? Surely it's certainly uh, seductive. One of the main things I want to talk to you tonight about, and I don't know how this correlates, but I want to talk to you today about a little word I've learned, and that's called fixation. Fixation. Fixating on one thing uh, in your life which causes dire um, destructive at that moment. You ever see when cars drive by a traffic jam like on 95 and there's a, maybe a, an accident on the other side? What happens? It creates a whole traffic jam. Why people are focusing on uh, something that happened on the other side. But because of that, do you know how many accidents occur because of another accident and people looking? Do you realize that? So what happens? They're fixating. Your eyes, we, we naturally, as people, we fixate, we gravitate towards one little thing. And we sway uh, towards that thing. And because of that, we ignore more important things. So that accident causes other people to, to uh, uh, get in an accident for no reason, only because we fixate on that. We want to see what's going on. Fixation. Do you know uh, if you stare at a star long enough, and if you go outside tonight and you look up at the sky, if, the, if there's stars, and you look up at a light in the darkness, our darkness, our, our eyes adjust to the darkness, and the lights that are out in the sky, if you fixate on that light long enough, you will start seeing it glow towards you. Actually, as well, you will start seeing it move around. You say, look, it's, it's, a, it's a UFO. It's moving around, and, and it's, it's coming closer. No, it's not. It's staying where it, it always has been. But because of your fixating, it appears that it's coming closer. It appears that it's burning and, and, and glowing brighter, but it's all just an illusion. You know the same thing with our problems. In our lives, we fixate on our problems. You cannot serve God and, you, uh, and this world and all the things that are in this world. The lust of our flesh, the lust of our eyes, and the pride of life. You cannot serve both. We can only have one master. You say, well, I'm nobody's servant. You will either serve one or the other. We've not got, uh, we, we didn't put ourselves here. We belong to somebody. Now, we belong to God, but it's whether or not uh, God's given us a free choice. It's whether or not that we serve him or not is up to us. By default, you will serve uh, the, the world and the devil 
if you, by default, do nothing about it. But if you choose to serve the Lord, you will serve the Lord. If you fixate on the Lord, go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. I'm sorry, 21. The Bible says in Matthew 6, verse 21, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. What that means is if you want to find out where your heart's at tonight, look at what your, where your treasure is. Your heart is based off of where you're setting your treasure to be. And what you're living for is where your treasure is. So where does your heart lie tonight? And now from your heart flows everything. Where did you allow your heart to go? In your mind, listen, your heart's deceitful. Think of it as a person that lives inside of you, that's trying to use and abuse you. If you let it run rampant, it will. And it'll make you believe that everything's all right. But if you let God have it, he will keep it in check because God is greater than our hearts, the Bible says. Amen? The Bible says where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. So if you make God your treasure, that's where your heart's going to be. If it's not there, you don't know where it's at tonight. Why? Two things. It's deceitful, and it's desperately wicked. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Meaning if it's focused. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? I mean, if, 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 if all you, from your heart is darkness and all your after is darkness and your treasure is not right, that means your heart's going to be in darkness and all you're going to see is darkness. And if all you see is darkness, where's your thoughts at tonight? Remember, the Pharisees derided the Lord. Why? Because they were covetous in their heart. So if all you think about is the wrong things, all you think about is uh, uh, worry, and all you ever deal with is anger, and all, all you um, struggle with is uh, things of yourself and the cares of this life and the lust of your flesh and the lust of your eyes, if this is all you see and all you struggle with, and it, all that was repackaged from your heart, then how great is the darkness inside? If from what comes out is only disguised and repackaged to be somewhat good, then how greatly dark is it inside of you? See, from within comes everything without. So if things that are coming out the way you think, uh, your actions, your, your, your uh, desire to serve the Lord, your desire to turn away from sin, your desire to uh, rise above the lust of your flesh and the lust of your eyes and the desire to, for God to help you with, with addictions and with the, the sin of your life and uh, to be a witness for the Lord. If these are your things that are coming out, then you know your, your, eye, your heart is right. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light 
that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Verse 24, no man can serve two masters. He will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. These things take away the heart. Cares and worries in this life pull your heart away from where it should be. There are things that captivate our hearts. Our hearts are not stable. They're very deceptive and they're deceitful above all things. And what? what's the next one? Desperately wicked. Desperately wicked. If you do nothing to control yourself on the inward man, the Bible says the outward man perishes, but the inward man is renewed day by day. If you do nothing to, to help your inward man, if you say, well, I'm, I'm fine, I, just, I live my life, I work every day, and that's all I do, God help you. God help you. Because inside, you are desperately wicked. Inside, you are, it's full of darkness. And that's what Jesus told the Pharisees. In, you look good on the outside, but inside, you're, you're dead. You're dead, you're like a, a, a graveyard of dead man's bones. But then you had the woman at the well, who on the outward, she wasn't all there and, her, and everything. But Jesus said, when you drink of the water that I give thee, you shall be inside a well of water springing up. The joy in life when we drink of the cup that God gives us. That's what we want. We want life. We're not here to survive. We're not here to die. We're here to live. And if we serve this world, if we serve mammon and everything that comes with it, we're serving death. But when we were saved and we got born again, that's when life began. And now we can begin living. And you're not going to live until you live with Christ. You have eternal life, but you're not going to experience that life until you give your heart to Christ. And when you give it, you keep it there. I gave my heart to the Lord last year. Amen. And I took it back the next day. Yeah, that's what we do. We, 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 we do it quickly. Why? Because our hearts are very unstable. They're not, they're not hearts, uh, it's not the heart that the Lord has for us. His heart is unchanging for us. He loves us no matter what. We can curse him today, and he will bless us tomorrow. That's why Jesus said, bless those that curse you. Why? Because that's what he does for us. Do good to those who despitefully use you. Why? Because that's what he does for us. He's our example. You consider yourself and how Christ has been good to you, and you do that for others. Will we ever expect the Lord? When we fall into sin and we go to the Lord and we say, Lord, forgive me. Do we feel scared to go to the Lord? Never. He accepts us in peace. We feel uh, it feels right. It feels... Um, that he's there holding us and ready to forgive. And the moment we 
confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And at that moment, it's as if you've never left him. That's how he makes you feel. Why? Because he bore our sins for us on the cross. And he took upon himself the shame of it as well. And when we stand up, we can stand, in spite of how grave the sin was, we can stand and say, I feel clean and I have no guilt. Only a memory, but no guilt. Why is that? Because he took on the shame for us. Where did that shame, it came off of me onto him, he took it. And I walk around clean and free. That's what Jesus does for us. And we need to do that for others as well. Whatever they have done to you, you forgive them as Christ, for God's sake, hath forgiven you. 25 says, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Don't think about you. Don't think about you. You know, when we think about, and listen, there's people who deal with health, but we have, my dad has blood cancer right now. Um, there's people, we, we get sick, the flu's going around, COVID's going around. Um, my wife's not been feeling too well last week. Amen. Um, and, and many in here, we get sick. There's people who deal with diabetes and so forth. But the Bible says, take no thought. Take no thought for your life. You fix it. If you fix, start fixating on yourself, you know, a doctor used to be a doctor. You go to the doctors and they, they take care of you, right? Hey, how you doing? But, but, uh, Justin, how you doing? Yeah, you've been with me for the last 10 years and I'm doing okay, doc. I just, I've been feeling right. Now you go into a doctor's office. They, they got their head down, the clipboard. Uh, from one to 10, how you feeling? Uh, do you have any smoke detectors in your house? Did you check the batteries? Uh, did, did your grandmother smoke? At one to 10, these 10 questions, and they don't even look at you, right? Why? Be, because the new, the new doctors have become the internet. Severe headache. Oh, no, I got a tumor. Oh, it's hurting more. Start, you start focusing, you start focusing and you read, you read tumor, you read brain aneurysm and you're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I got to lay down, right? And you start panicking and it, it starts making it worse. Now, I'm not saying a real call, uh, case, I'm just saying maybe 99% of the other cases, right? I've, I've done it a hundred million times. Um, but you fixate on that, how you feel, and it starts making it worse. And you can create your own pains. Why? Because it's all inside your body. Your brain interpolates every feeling in a, and so forth from your spine and your nerves. And, and we don't know what goes on there. We know worrying can cause a legitimate um, range of high blood pressure, where stress can cause legitimate stomach ulcer and issues, just worrying. Worrying can cause actual health problems. Why? Because you're fixating on things. Like you fixate on a star and it starts glowing brighter at you or on a light. 
you're focusing on you. And we worry, and it gets worse and worse. Finances, we focus on finances. God said, take no thought for your life, for your life. That's, that means your health. Oh, uh, good. I'm going to order Chinese food every night, and I'm going to drink soda. I'm going to have a Pepsi in the morning, Pepsi at lunch. Pep <laughs> no, it doesn't say that. People ask me uh, frequently, well, what should we, how should I worry about my health? I said, don't worry about your health, because if it's not one thing, it's another. I said, but you need to take care of this body of yours and do what you need to do to serve the Lord. Whatever that is, if you need a little more sleep, you sleep. If you need less sleep, sleep less. Whatever the case may be, that's between, that's you. You, you should know how to uh, take care of yourself, all right? If, if, if I eat uh, a pound of Sour Patches before church and I have this headache, probably not gonna do it again, all right? Because I'm not thinking right. But take care of yourself according to what you need to do to serve the Lord, whatever that is. But don't worry about your health. Don't worry about your life. Why? Because you're fixating. You cannot change. Christ gave you life. You need to fixate on Christ, who is life. And from there stems everything. If we're going to fixate on anything, it's going to be on the Lord Jesus Christ. He will never cause a, a deception. He will never cause an illusion. What you shall eat or what you shall drink. That's your bills. Nor yet for your body what you shall put on. That's all your necessities. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Thirty-one, therefore take no thought, saying what you shall eat or what we shall drink. For after all these things, in verse 32, did the Gentiles seek, meaning the world. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first, fixate first, focus 100% on the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. So when you focus on what you need to focus on, God will take care of the rest. He knows your needs. We are always willing to give our life to everybody else. I'll give it to a company, sell my, sell my life for money. I'll give you $70 an hour if you work for me for the rest of your life. Take me. I'm yours. Yeah. We'll sell out for anything. Hey, we'll sell out for some pleasure. Which pleasure? Oh, that one? Yeah, I'm yours. We'll sell out for everything. God says, hey, I love you. I'll stay with you. I'll protect you. I'll watch over you. I'll provide for you. I'll supply every need. You just got to look to me. God says, or we say, uh, I don't got time. I need to, need to figure out my own life. Focus on Christ. 
Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. We're in the Christmas season. You know, if you came in this church and you said, and you were maybe depressed. I spoke to a man this morning. Uh, uh, he was dealing with depression. And when, when everyone gets depressed, we just go through it different ways. Um, but if you, if you, in your time of depression, said, you know, nobody loves me, and you fixated on that, you will see that star burning closer and moving around, and you will believe that nobody loves you. If you fixate on things like that, your heart will interpret and your eyes will interpret what's going on. But the truth is that there always is somebody who loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And if he loves you, then you can never say nobody loves me. And if he loves you, he certainly is going to raise people up around you to love you. God is faithful. God made Adam, and he said, Adam, it's not good for you to be alone. I'm going to quickly make Eve for you so that she can love you. God always brings people together. God always is faithful. If you focus on the bills and say, how am I gonna, how am I gonna pay the bills? Got no work, I don't. God is faithful. He always will. He knows that you have this need. Fixate on him. If you fixate on the bills, you're gonna see it stacking up. There was times in my life, God allowed me to, and I'm gonna close, there was times in my life where we were prosperous, there was times in our life that we had need. There was a time I remember when our mortgage was a month over, or a week overdue. It was a time where it was past the due date. And me and my family, we were very diligent with our money. We, we didn't order out, we made our pizzas at home, amen? Some, even some wrapper cheese with a, some homemade dough and so forth. And at this time, we were digging up change. I remember this. And it wasn't until a week overdue, we had that two-week grace period. After that, we were in trouble. Uh, God provided. Why does God wait that long? He does. He scares you. It's, Lord, it's due at midnight. Well, I'm going to give it the next day. The last hour, it's past the last hour. It's, it's the next day now. We were in the, in the next week. But God came through. God came through. There's times where we're in need, but there's times where we abounded. But in that abounding time, do we handle things differently? No. We gave. Did we give in our time of need? Yeah, we gave in both. We looked to the Lord. Lord, we were led by the Lord. We, we did our part. And God says, I'll do my part. Fixate on Christ. Fixate on his way. You know, if you fixate on your lusts and your addictions, they're going to get grow brighter. 
you're going to struggle more. I can't stop looking at, at the computer. I can't get off my phone. I can't stop smoking. I can't stop drinking. You're fixating on it. If you fixate on Christ, those things, as the song says, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of earth will grow strangely dim. And you'll look back and you say, how did I struggle with that? What, what? How did I struggle with smoking all those? How did I struggle with drinking all those? How did I? When you fixate on Christ, those things become of no effect. But when you fixate on those things, oh, your heart starts burning for them. And you can't get away. Fixate on Christ. If you fixate on anything else, you're not going to be able to get away. Your heart is two things, deceitful and desperately wicked. It wants those things. We need to make it want Christ. It's not going to want it naturally, but you're going to have to make it want it. And when you put your heart on him, that's where your treasure is as well. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, help us to set our eyes on you. Help us to fixate on you. Anything else, Lord, will cause illusions in this world, things that are not what they seem to be. And it's going to cause worry and doubt and fears and, and uh, troubles and anxiety and, de and depression. Lord, but when we keep our eyes on you, you, you are uh, unchanging. There's no variable of turning with you. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And you are faithful. And you are a faithful provider. You are a faithful friend. You are a faithful God. Lord, you are worthy uh, for, for uh, our time, our town, our treasure, and everything we have. I pray, Lord, that you would help us all to see our own hearts in the mirror of your word and do something about it to give it to you and let you handle our mess and let you handle our problems. And you said that you would. Thank you for that. Help us, I pray all, to fixate on the Lord Jesus Christ and we know that you'll take care of the rest. In his name we ask these things. Let's all stand. And would you ask the Lord to help you put your eyes on him and may your heart rest on the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. Where is your treasure at tonight? Is it on the Lord?
And uh, thank you for being here tonight. So, Brother Brian was uh, with us when we first started the church in our house. Amen. Good to see you back. I know you've been here since, but um, great to see you back again. All right. Hope everybody has a great week. Uh, remember, Sunday is that day. If you have any questions with the sponsoring a child for Christmas, please see uh, my wife or Miss Dana. Uh, they will handle that. And um, I believe that's it. Make sure you sign up for the uh, Christmas banquet list. Oh, yes. Next Wednesday, the CD is going to be released. We should have it here at uh, the church. Everybody will get a copy of the CD we produced uh, for Gospel Light Baptist Church. And, uh, you come up? Um, and uh, that's for next week. Amen? So... Amen. All right. I'm going to have uh, Brother Justin close us out in prayer. And thank you for being here. Amen. Let us pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, Lord, thank you for that wonderful message. Thank you for uh, joining with us tonight, Lord, for the time we got to pray together. Lord, help us to uh, consider that, Lord, when we go home. Uh, remember the people that we prayed for, the things we prayed for. Lord, help us to bring that before you continually. Lord, and uh, Lord, prompt us to um, remove any obstacles, Lord, between uh, us being fixated on, uh, our hearts being fixated on you, Lord. Um, whatever obstacles, whatever things, Lord, that we're looking to, um, Lord, whatever fields that we're plowing in, Lord, that you haven't called us to labor in, Lord, um, help us to just keep our hands on the plow that you've given us, Lord, and help us to push forward with you. Lord, and you want to labor with us, Lord. Um, I think at the end of the day, Lord, if we all stop and think, we all know what it is that we all need to do. Lord, individually, Lord, you, you always deal with us um, in a very simple way. Uh, Lord, a lot of times we add complexity, um, confusion, Lord, too many voices. Lord, uh, help us just to focus on you and your simple voice and your word, Lord, and let that um, light our life and light our path. Lord, we love you. Thank you for all you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.